Welcome to the Palette Talks podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Palette Talks podcast. This is your host, Jason, and today I'm just so pumped for this episode because we're joined by one of the most admired and popular artists in the low vibe scene. And I don't want to waste your time no more because he is none other than Damien, aka Low Vibe Boy. Hey, man, welcome to the show. How's it going? Pretty good. What's up? Life's good for me, bro. So uh, for the people out there, I know you're really big. You're very big out there. But could you mm-hmm. introduce yourself to the audience? Maybe just who you are and where you're from and what do you do? So my name is Hulk Hogan and I'm from, I'm from Florida and I make lo-fi music for people to listen to when they're studying or, <laughs> at, you know yeah yeah super simple um i really love your music by the way it's something personal for me and i've been just hearing uh, a lot of your music you know when i just uh, was getting started to listen to love my music and one of your mm-hmm. most popular songs that you have ever released is you know sex for breakfast it was about right. a year yeah. ago i think and mm-hmm. in march last year march last year yeah and um, you actually just released the second one, right? Mm-hmm. This last yeah. year. So, yeah, I want to ask you, like, how did the idea of doing a second one occur? Like, like what was in your mind then that made you um, decided to, I'm going to make the second one for Sex for Breakfast? Um, well, the idea, if, uh, there wasn't that much thought put into the idea. It was mainly just, me looking at my demographic and like who was listening to me and like what they were listening to and i was like all right this is my top song like if i make a sequel like i wonder if i wonder if it'll do good i wonder if it'll be supported like the first one which it is so um totally i'm totally appreciative of my fans for um making that blow up like it is it's about at 310,000 streams and it's been like two weeks um but the idea it was mainly just looking at the first one seeing how well it did and creating a second one so it's more like me uploading the second song and it sounds way different but it's just like representing how much progress i've made since the first one yeah that that's a very interesting take to see like you can compare like the first one and the second one and how much mm-hmm. you've progressed, right? It's it's a very different vibe, yeah. and I I really enjoy that. You know, I I really I really like listening to something new. Um, I, I love listening to the old stuff as well, but you know, just listening right. to something just fresher. You know, it's it's much more encouraging. It's much more chill. It's you know, it's much more um, intriguing as for me. And um, I discovered that a lot of your songs uh, actually have um, samples which are from mm-hmm. Silo Dynasty, right? So, yeah. Yeah, um, there's a good few of them. Yeah, what do you think about that? Like what makes you like what makes you like want to use a lot of uh, Shiloh's uh, samples? So, there's actually a, a actual like reason for it. Um I see 
a lot of other artists, some of them I know personally, and isn't it isn't shots at them or anything, but a lot of like artists in the community, especially like in 2017, like early 2018, it sort of died out then. Um, a lot of people were sampling Shiloh mm. and using like her guitar loops and her singing loops, and they would just put really mediocre wallpaper sounding beats over mm. Shiloh's stuff. And it sounds nice, but how is that progressing the genre? Like, you're not going anywhere with it. So me coming up from being raised off of EDM music and learning to produce from EDM music back in 2012, I was like 11 years old. Um, I was like, what can I do differently from everyone else? But still like fit myself into the category where everyone else is so like it still gets seen it still gets the attention but you grab their attention even more by doing something different from everyone else yeah and and um i'm actually uh intrigued that you said that you started um actually with edm back in 2012 mm -hmm. and you know i really want to take this like way backwards you know um like you started with edm in 2012 yeah. and what was the journey like for you you know from edm then you progressed to low vibe which i think it's a completely different vibe like what makes you yeah make that one's up, like one's like more upbeat other one is more like yeah. mellow and relaxed and chilled out yeah. um what made me well like how it all started yeah the process um, yeah it was 2012 i was 11 years old and my mom wow showed me skrillex right <laughs> yeah so my my mom's like a big part of the whole entire trying to like get me to listen to different things and it's it's always your mom it's always your mom or your dad or whoever whatever parent you have um they'll just try to influence your music taste so for me she would listen to edm and show it all to me and i would just I would just sit there and be like, "How how the hell do you make these sounds? Like, I I can I can swear on here, right? Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Okay. I was like, <laughs> "How the hell do you make these sounds? Like, yeah. what goes through your mind and makes you like do that? What makes you put that sound there? What makes you hmm. like make the sound from scratch? Because a lot of EDM is like produced from scratch. There's barely any samples in EDM. Yeah. So it really interests me for a while. So from 2012 to 2015, I was on the EDM train, just listening to anything I could. I would try to make music under different names, and it did not go anywhere. Um, but at the same time, I was teaching myself production, mm. and it was um, helping me like learn how to use different softwares. So that helped a lot. So when 2017 came around, I heard a mix of lo-fi music. Actually, I heard Vaporwave first. Mm. Then I dove into lo-fi music from there. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try this. Like, maybe I should stop making these really fast, like, up-paced beats. Like, I should do something more mellow, like, chilled out. And then I learned how to sample. And it's not very hard unless you want to do something cool with it. So. I learned how to sample interestingly. Um, 
and yeah, uh, from 2017 to now, I've just been making lo-fi music, but also like putting my own twist on it. Mm. So yeah, that's pretty much how it all started till now. Yeah, that, that's an interesting story, you know, and I think it's actually something that um, should be highlighted in in for artists out there, and actually for every person out there, like. You know, sometimes we want to do something, but we try to do it in the world's way, in a way like you mm-hmm. wanna like we wanna do it like the same way like everybody does it, but to add your right. own twist, like what makes you authentic. I think that can give can give so much more value. Like, like that's what Definitely. makes you different, right? And and exactly that's really interesting uh, when you said that. Um, uh, you actually. Uh, want to add some twist to your music, your sounds, and listening to your story, you know, you you actually are influenced a lot by EDM music. So, can you maybe explain a little bit about what parts of the EDM genre that actually affects your music making process in the lo-fi genre? Hmm, that's interesting. So, complex drum patterns are one main thing that ties those together because edm music like it can be really simple um but there's so many sounds that you use when creating a beat for an edm song or at least there was when i listened to them and they're really complex beats now given that i was also percussionist in sixth grade all the way through middle school and like half of high school Mm. so i was always i was always beat oriented i never got into melodies or um actual notes it was always just beats like how can i do this like how can i make this like kick this certain way like how can i get you moving to like what i'm making so edm was the perfect thing um for me because complex drum patterns and like how to make someone move this way how to make someone feel this way based on like the beat behind the song or the lyrics um, so what I try to do with lo-fi is the same kind of thing. What I do is I make like a simple beat, right? Mm. Then I randomly go through my percussive, my percussive um, sounds, whether it's like auxiliary, auxiliary sounds, I can't talk. Um, <laughs> whether it's like auxiliary sounds or just really like small, intricate sounds, I find a place for every single sound that I go through. Like if I, I'm scrolling down, and I hear a sound, and I'm like, okay, that sounds cool. How can I implement it in the song? With my knowledge of like how beats work from school, like I put those together, and I make my own intricate beats. So that's where that all ties together. Wow, yeah, that's that's actually fascinating. Um, so complex drum patterns uh, bring a lot of influences to your uh, music making, especially in the low vi. You know, you're the low vi boy, right? Um, yeah, but you know, um, do you actually still do EDM on the side? Oh no, I I gave that up a while ah. ago. I may pick it back up at some point because once I started making lo-fi music, it was really all just samples. Yeah. There was never really me recording on pianos or controllers or instruments. But I'm starting to get into that. So like on Sex for Breakfast too, I played keys under the song. I I have songs coming out of me just playing guitar and singing, so I'm 
trying to step away from samples and like be more original with things. Mm. So EDM is based around being original with sounds that you record. So I could try it at some point. And um, I just listened to what you said, and you said that EDM is there. There, I don't know if this is right, but there are actually like more originalities in EDM than low vibe. Like right. generally speaking, and do you think the repetitiveness and the sampling, the oversampling in the low vibe scene, is actually a part of of like the identity of low vibe in itself, or do you think it's actually something that um, should probably shift more because it lacks creativity and originality, in your opinion? That's a really interesting question. I'm glad you asked that. Um, see, you can have repetitive lo-fi music if you do it right. If you add more elements under it or you keep it interesting. But if you play a loop for two and a half minutes straight, like, unless, like, I know there's some people who can, like, stand that and listen to that because they're just putting it on while they're doing whatever around the house because that's also one purpose of lo-fi music just to have it on in the background. Mm. But um i feel like um could you actually restate the question i have a bad memory yeah so like what are your thoughts about like the repetitiveness because i've been listening to a lot of like over sampling like i've been hearing the samples for like in, in like 10 different songs like do you think yeah. it's already a part of the identity of the lovi genre itself yeah. or do you think could change like do you think it's something oh, yeah, good yeah. or it's something bad it, yeah yeah i think that's i don't think it's i don't think it's bad i feel like repetitiveness is definitely like a trait that lo-fi music has um because i mean that's how it started you take a sample you loop it instead of playing the whole entire song out for what it actually was mm. um you take cuts out of the song you customize it how you want like you take a piece of music that inspires you or that you like and you make it yours somehow so it's not exactly a bad thing for the community i feel like it does need to progress like everything mm -hmm. musically like you're, it's a constant progression whether it's your career your ideas like your image your ego anything like it's always moving forward because if you're not moving forward like everything you work for like it'll either plateau or, or it'll go down like you are constantly working you can take breaks but you're constantly progressing like as a person with this career it's really a self-driven thing mm. um so for progression of like the genre i i would say like how it would progress it's like more intricate in, i don't even i can't even say that word right now but the beats would have to be more intricate. Samples would have to be flipped different ways. And I do see that a lot. I see small artists doing that. And then they'll hit me up and they'll be like, yo, like, I've been listening to you forever. You really inspire, like, my music. Um, I love how you're so different with things. Um, so I'm really trying to push the progression of the music. I know people who have moved on from lo-fi music mm. to just hip-hop music. They start doing vocals. Um, they make pop music. Like, I'm not saying that I'm not doing that because I am also trying to go past lo-fi music and do um, vocal projects and such. 
But with lo-fi boy, I want to continue making intricate lo-fi beats where people like re-listen to a song and be like, yo, like I've never heard shit like this before. It's crazy. Yeah, that's a very good point. Like there needs I also think I also agree with what you said. Like I think there needs to be like an intricate progression. Um especially on and the music itself, um, I know we have been associated like with a lot of hip hop, and there might be like mixed with pop, yeah. or I don't know, maybe one day country music. Like we don't know, right? Like, yeah, there's lo-fi music for any genre. Basically, you take you take like like a country song, yeah. for example. You like slow it down. You make it sound like it's on a vinyl player. Add like a little hip hop loop to it, and you got like lo-fi country. Yeah. Exactly, like. <laughs> Sometimes we think like this would not happen. Like we saw what happened with Lil Nas X, you know, and it was a huge success. Yeah, like, yeah, everybody yeah. thinks it's a joke, but you know he's doing something there, right? Yeah, like re- regardless of if this, if you think the song is good or if you like mm-hmm. Lil Nas X or not, like regardless of your opinions on him, that whole entire Old Town Road like fiasco that happened with all the remixes yeah. and just the song itself and how it came up it was like executed really well like it broke records it topped the charts for like a long time it finally died out because like most things do die out when it comes to music because the industry is always moving um but like that was executed perfectly and and i saw like an article about him and he's actually a real genius. Like, he actually went to, like, TikTok and Reddit, and he actually made memes about it. That's why his songs mm-hmm. go viral. And, and he's actually a very great viral strategist, in my opinion. Like, just, like, right. okay. Like, I think it's a decent song. Sometimes, you know, when you heard it in the radio, like, sometimes you want to show up as well. But, um, yeah, I've heard it like, a lot. He's very smart in how he executed, how he actually also marketed his music. Um, but I want to talk more about you now. Um, let's get uh, a bit more personal, mm-hmm. you know, throughout this journey of, right. of your life. I like personal. Yeah, like, um, like throughout <laughs> yeah. this journey of, of being an artist, of being a user, like what have been your biggest challenges that you faced and how did you face it? Um currently still facing these problems but um dealing with yourself is a big problem as an artist or at least it is for me because i'm constantly wanting to do different things i'm constantly at my computer trying to do something new i make like a new song every day half the time they don't see the light of day like I have hundreds of songs that people have never heard before, hundreds of loops that people have never heard before. And there's that. There's having to maintain your life with your music. So the biggest struggle for me is myself. I'm constantly overwhelmed with so many ideas that I can't stick to one of them and fully execute it without getting sidetracked on another. So that's it's a lot of personal problems um, that I struggle with. So how I deal with it is I just sit down, 
I breathe for a minute and I just start something new. And I've just told myself if I, if I start something new every day, like if it doesn't come out good in the end, how I wanted, and that wasn't it, that wasn't the one. And then I just keep going till there's one that I like. And that one is the one. Um, Cause it's really the, process for me of making music is it's all just ideas like every day is a new idea sometimes more than one idea but um every once in a while you'll have that one idea out of 10 ideas and that's the one that you release that's the one that blows up or it doesn't because you never really know so yeah biggest struggle is myself and dealing with my emotions when it comes to being an artist it's definitely a hard thing to do yeah and i genuinely believe that you know um, i think we should prioritize like ourselves like our mental health our happiness like right. more than the perfectionism you know this ideals that we envision in our minds like what we should do we got to do this 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 for today and sometimes it cripples people i think um sometimes when we actually um get way too anxious about this like i really didn't get to this get this done but like if you want to just mm-hmm. scrap it and do another one like do it like don't don't let exactly. that actually stop you from being you know mentally aware mentally healthy and i think that's that's something yeah. that every artist is struggling with you know that, that's something i struggle yeah, with. The, yeah the thing i mm-hmm, the thing i tell myself is you are your music you take your feelings right and you turn them into sound for other people to hear so they can hear what you're going through whether that's your way of coping or whether that's your way of helping other people going through the same thing you take your feelings and you convert it into sound so it's not exactly an easy thing to do because you're taking your feelings turning them into sound so if you're not like a hundred percent with yourself out of the studio then going into the studio and not putting in the 100%, your mind isn't clear, like, it's going to affect your work, which also causes you to make a new song every day. And one out of 10 of those songs is like, sad, like, it satisfies you. So that's what I'm going through. Wow. That's, that's beautiful. Yes. You are your music. Yeah. And I've always, I've always believed that ever, ever since the get go, like, you are your music. You, I take my, I take my feelings and I convert them into like an audible source. Yeah, and I think feelings and emotions I do play a big role, a big part in in music. I think you know the the mm-hmm. best music out there, the best music you you made, you produced, are actually the music that is touching your heart like the music that is true to yourself like it's it's the it's the product of your feelings the product of your um Mm -hmm. situations and i think even though it could it's actually your struggles and your challenges but we can actually also package all that through a product called music and that from that through that we can actually you know um relate with other people as well who are facing the same challenges. Exactly. Yeah. 
Because I guarantee you what you're going through, somebody in this world of 8 billion people, there's someone else going through something similar or has already gone through it. So if they hear that, they can relate with you. And that's when, that's why I do it, you know, because if someone hears it and they have and they text you or they show you, however, that they reciprocated and heard you, heard your message and it helps them that's that's why i do it and it's and i've had those experiences before i've had people text me on instagram saying hey like you've helped me through a really like rough time in my life and i look at that and i'm like okay now look at my inspirations they've helped me through a rough time look how i feel about that like it's amazing so for me to be able to do that for other people is just i i can't fathom it i'm, I'm still i still don't know how to feel about that it's crazy that i've been able to help possibly hundreds of people go through everyday life with their struggles yeah and i think it's more than hundreds it's more than thousands you got you get such a huge uh, spirit influence you know you've been reaching out to so many people and personally i just want to thank you for that and keep doing what you're doing man definitely um but you know you influence so many people but i want to talk more about what influence you who influenced you so who is the most influential person in your life what hmm. Hmm. In, in my life or in your music um, process like whichever you want right, to bring it yeah i was about to yeah so my influence constantly changes as does my like music taste so it's very it's a very um constant constant changing thing so i have to say one of my first big influences was the weekend not really because like i mean obviously yes he was my influence i just said it but our music differs obviously so it's not really the same but the way he executed it his story like how he quit school and focused on music and spreading his message it may not have been a good message it may have been like pretty like morbid and full of drugs and sex and alcohol but it's the fact that he cared about it so much and he put it out there and look where he is now so big influence was the weekend um the guys at ovo they're really like powerful people and that inspires me um but on the indie side of things um Rex Orange County is a big inspiration for me now. I sound like him, actually. My friends say when I sing that I um, sound like him, and it's kind of scary because I see <laughs> yeah, it too. Yeah, I understand why they say um, you know. Yeah. yeah, I've done covers of Rex's songs uh-huh. before, and people people really like it. Um, who else? Uh, Tyler, the creator, definitely one of my biggest inspirations, um, as he is for most artists on interviews are like yeah tyler's my big inspiration i was at camp flogna a few weeks ago in la with my girlfriend who's asleep on the bed right now or maybe she's not she's just like eavesdropping but like yeah we went to la for a week and we went to camp flogna we had super vip passes so we like got a bunch of cool shit and got to be in the vip section um but yeah tyler is a big ass inspiration for me just his story really gets to me um 
how he like his his execution for coming up was so crazy to me because he would always talk he would always talk and sing and rap about really controversial things that you know nowadays if you hear that people are going to be offended and they're going to like scream at you cancel you do whatever they do which like i understand for certain things like like yeah it's not cool to be racist or homophobic like fuck that like we don't fuck with those types of people but he was still rapping about that shit and it got attention like he did he did something to get attention and sometimes that's what you have to do to get where you want to be you need the attention of people so he did what he needed to to get that attention and then once people were finally listening even if it got him like banned from a country for a while like he records flower boy he comes out even though we already knew and just a whole different sound he i mean he's always had a different sound personally i i feel like he's always has it he's always had a different sound but after flower boy came out um i'm not gonna say that was one of the first like things i've heard of him because like my friends have always been listening to him for a long time so like i've always heard his music um but after flower boy i really like clung to tyler and him like his story his music and not even just like the lyrics in his music but like the sounds he's used why he's used them um what emotions draw out from what like sounds he uses which is another thing that interests me but that's a different story um his flows are really complex he talks about deep things he doesn't he does but not it not all the time he doesn't talk about just drugs and alcohol he's talked about some pretty fucked up things but not it's not always just drugs and alcohol and getting money like he talks about real things going on in his life so i really appreciate that from him so yeah tyler biggest inspiration i want to meet him one day i want to like i want to like smell him i want to see what he smells like probably smells good i mean he always looks good yeah yeah, he looks. Yeah, he's yeah. fucking sexy. I'm not gay though, but he's he's fucking sexy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, those are the people that influence you, and yeah, I believe that everyone out there, and me myself, I got like we all got our own like influences, like who we are influenced. Yeah, I definitely have, definitely have more, um, but just like the main ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's all I would talk about, just the main ones, because I could go on forever about the people I like and why I like them and all that shit, but we don't have time for all that because I could go on forever. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if I'm going to talk about this, um, but maybe we can cut it later, but I don't want to mean to be disrespectful, but, you know, we know. You can ask anything. I um, really don't care. It was really. about Juice World, right? Um, it's, yeah. it's that, you know, what happened with him. Um, right. And yeah. from that, actually, there have been a lot of awareness on drugs. And I know, I've seen. Yeah. Like, it's very sad, but I think it brings a lot of awareness. Yeah, I, I've seen that. The morning it happened, my girlfriend woke me up and told me. And I was like, holy shit, like, is this really happening? Like, they're taking, like, all these huge yeah. influential people now. I have I have a theory 
and you're going to call me crazy, and everyone <laughs> watching this, you're going to call me fucking hey, crazy. That? But I was, I was with my friends. We may or may not have been smoking weed, um, but that's beside the point. And I sat there, and I thought about it. I'm like, okay, half the people that are dying on us right now, there's been, like, speculation that they sold their soul to the devil, they joined the Illuminati, right? So there's always that speculation. You're like, your artist, your favorite artist blows up. You're like, all right, he's in the Illuminati. Like, okay. So my theory, I'm going to try to, like, not talk forever <laughs> about it, is you have X, uh, you have Pete, you have Mac Miller, you have Juice World, you have other artists that are just yeah. dying for, like, drug-related causes or just people yeah. killing them all around the same age all of them are influencing millions upon millions of people like the whole world knows them mm. right if they if they sold their soul for a set amount of years of success a set amount of years of having money and influence on everyone in the world the deal is you get this many years of whatever but by the time like you're this age or after like mm. a set time you're gonna die mm. now you're gonna quote mm. die right this is where it gets fucked up i believe i'm just gonna say it out loud straight up i believe that all these influential artists who are impacting millions of people aren't actually dying but the illuminati is taking them to a secured island somewhere in the world, right? Gathering them all together. While we're vulnerable from them dying, they influence us. They, quote, die. So we're all depressed and weak. They're all on an island right now. They're collecting the most powerful people and they're going to take over the world. Kind of like Total Drama Island, but like on like a more like morbid extreme scale. Yeah. Uh I don't know. I don't know how that sounds to anybody, but like that's what I like. I think they're on a fucking island. All of them are like, I'm not gonna live past 21, or I'm gonna be 21 forever. So what if you're on the fucking island and you just don't age? You're 21 forever. You're immortal. Therefore, everyone on the island is immortal. Therefore, no one will die while they're still collecting people to take over the world. Uh, okay. Like, gotta think about it. There's some, there's some, there's some crazy shit going on. Like, I think there's like, I don't think it's a coincidence that this is uh, happening. I probably <laughs> think I'm fucking crazy, but, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> that's what I think. I mean, that's a theory, right? That's your theory, right? It, it's definitely yeah. a theory until it's proven, which I'm, I'm, I'm betting my money it will be proven. Yeah. Ooh, that would be fun. I would find that island. <laughs> Yeah, that shit's crazy. Uh, yeah. All right, moving on. Um, yeah, we're definitely <laughs> moving on. That, was, that got kind of um, scary. <laughs> so these uh, last, this recent uh, week, we actually, uh, it's, it's viral, you know, the 2019 Spotify rap. And I, I saw your yeah. 2019 Spotify rap, and man, I must mm-hmm. say it was incredible. It's, that's such an incredible year. Congratulations, by the way. Um, thank you, thank you. 
out here loud. Um, you get over 9.8 million streams, 380,000 hours, 2.3 million listeners. That's like yeah. a whole lot. Uh, scattered across. Yeah, that's seven. that's it's about forty years of listening yeah, time. I'm not, I'm like not even halfway to forty years old yet. So like that's that's, that's crazy. It's like my lifespan times two. Yeah, yeah and like I hope it's over twenty one. By the way, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, you've been just reaching with so many people, man. Um, and we've been seeing a lot of talks about these stats and numbers. Um, I know Spotify. Was, yeah, yeah, when, um, yeah, when it all came out, all my friends, all my artist friends, everyone was just yeah. posting theirs, and I, I felt like a little like Christmas get together. Mm. We're all like showing each other, and we're all like, "Yeah, I'm proud of yeah. you. I'm proud of you too." Like we were all just like happy for mm. one good day, just like appreciating each other. Yeah, and and I love how like when we post it, like we want to thank the audience. Like you want to you want to thank the mm-hmm. people, like the Definitely. people who support you. Like, but you know, we get some people who who compare each other and like making them more depressed. Like their numbers are not so bad. But I've like literally all the posts that I've been seeing that all the people that posted the uh, Spotify rap were actually like super grateful for everything that happened. Exactly. Yeah. Because not it doesn't just show you like your general like you got this many streams, this mm-hmm. many hours, this many listeners, this many countries. Like it was like. You've been listened to this many minutes, so that equals this many yeah. years. Or this is how many like minutes, or this is how many nights um, people chose to listen to you between this time and this time. They chose you over yeah. sleeping, and for me that was like seven thousand seven hundred and seventy-eight nights. So that's like twenty-one years worth of losing sleep listening yeah. to my music. Like if that doesn't that doesn't hit an artist yeah. in their heart, then I don't know what the fuck mm. to tell you. Cause like that, like that got me that I was like, wow, like that's been me listening to other people instead of sleeping. So like that goes back to like, people are doing that for me. Like, I don't know how to feel. It's crazy. Yeah. And I love how Spotify actually translated those numbers, like those data into something that is meaningful, like to make you think in a different perspective, like, Hey, do you realize that from 1 a.m. to 7 a.m., this is the amount of hours that people listen to your music? Like, honestly, I got some insomniac fans. Yeah, I just don't sleep. Yeah, everybody's just listening to your music, man. And and yeah, I think there's a a distinction. Like, numbers are not. It's it's not essentially like something that's bad. I don't believe it's bad. I think it's good. It it can give you a perspective of like, wow. There are this many people, like um, these many hours, right? And, like, and, and it's definitely a confidence booster too. Like people don't people don't realize that artists they will see their numbers, and regardless of if you believe numbers matter or not, or if you like I don't know if you see your numbers go down, you can't tell me that you won't feel some type of way about it. Cause trust me, I know about that. I was added to. The Lo-Fi Beats playlist on Spotify on New Year's this year at the start of 2019. I was on there for four months and it brought in four or five hundred thousand people to my page. And they took me off one day out of nowhere, not telling me anything. I lost like four hundred thousand people in the span of a month. 
um my stats went down my pay went down my confidence went down the most they just added me back to it for sex for breakfast too so i'm like hoping and praying that like i'm on there for a good amount of time or like never taken off because you know your stats go down like yeah it'll make you work harder to get back to where you were that's what i did but like there's going to be that like period of time where your confidence is just blowing because you you're seeing them go down thousands every day yeah especially like when you are added to the lovi bits playlist which is like i think it's the biggest uh playlist ever over 2.5 million followers it's crazy yeah i don't i haven't dove into like how many followers all the playlists have but i know that one's pretty big i was i was added to it before it hit a million followers so it was like really early on yeah and like yeah i need to like figure out who curates all these things i need to talk to them that's actually i need to be like curious it's an official curated by spotify right it's yeah like it's people who work there they have like a team of people who curate different genres i guess i need, i just don't know who or how to get in contact with them like mm. i guess i'm not that big yet but like one day i'm gonna get that big i'm gonna walk up to spotify's door and be like who the hell is running yeah. this playlist and i just want to know why y'all took me mm. off that one time because that kind of hurt <laughs> yeah. and, and you know now i can theory like what if like the people who curate the Spotify playlists, they have so much power, right? And and like, they really yeah. do. They they control if my bills <laughs> get paid or not because I don't I don't have a job and I I've never had a real job yeah. before. I'm 18. I turned 18 this year and like this has always just been my source mm. of income and I'm like really grateful for that because like all my friends are working full-time jobs at like restaurants and i'm sitting on my ass playing video games mm-hmm. half the time and doing what i love and i'm making like 10 times more than most of them and like it's not even rubbing it in their face it's more like i'm just really lucky you know and i'm really grateful for that yeah and you actually can be an inspiration to your friends like like exactly they've all they've all tried to rap and I can't say, I'll be honest, I can't say, like, it's worked out for, oh. like, some of them. But, like, slowly I'm just I'm just helping them get into the right mindset. Because most of my friends are stuck in the, I want to be just like mm-hmm. this rapper. So I'm going to do exactly what they're doing. And that's not how you get somewhere. Because I guarantee you, if you want to sound like Juice World, a million other people want to sound like Juice World. And we don't need a million juice worlds. We had one, and one was enough, you know? So most of them are stuck freestyling and smoking and listening to tight beats and just freestyling and um, using triplet cadences when they rap. Like, all they do is triplets. I'm like, listen, like, triplets are nice every once in a while. They're nice here and there throughout a song, but if a whole entire song is just straight triplets, and they don't have meaning and it's just freestyle bullshit like it's okay to freestyle but not every single time when are you gonna write actual music like i'm trying to break them of being stuck in triplets because that's a big thing on the radio right now people are just using triplet cadences like the versace 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 like you know you know what i mean like i just want to 
I just want to take that and I want to just smash it on the ground and like open up a door for like complex mm. flows, like flows that like you could be like, damn, that flow went hard. Like, how did you do that? Like this, this guy is onto something rather than just, you know, triple it, triple it, <laughs> yeah. triple it. Cause that's all it is yeah. now, you know? Yeah. Sometimes I'm, I, I'm sick. I think there's triplets, but. Yeah. I know. I guarantee you there's a, over a thousand songs that sound exactly the <laughs> yeah. same. Wallpaper beats with triplets yeah. over them. It's all like the same thing. Like, yeah. literally. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. the people the, who, like, started the triplet wave, like, you know, Migos. Like, it's been a thing uh, in the 80s. Like, it was a thing. And, like, boom, bap. Like, that was good back then. Like, I liked that. But I feel like the only people who could pull it off were the people that reintroduced it into this like mainstream because like they took it but they like had their own like twist to it like they said words differently they like said it with different attitudes but then you have a bunch of people wanting to rap who are doing the same thing but it just sounds like they're talking instead of rapping so like it's like you got to just take a second and like do something different like find yourself and put yourself out there rather than trying to be someone else yeah yeah i talk a lot yeah, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> like yeah i saw a quote and it said like um be yourself because everybody else is taken mm-hmm. and that's like right that's so, so true. true like especially in in the creative process like exactly don't try to like follow like you can get inspired but you gotta do it your own way. Yeah, you can sound similar yeah. to, you can sound similar to somebody, but don't be them. Like everybody, is inspired by something. You can't tell me that mm. something hasn't inspired you, or you haven't liked something enough to want to do mm. it too. So like, people could say that I sound like Joji when I mm. sing. It's like okay, like yeah, because I like Joji. I take. I take his vibes, his music, his ins- like I, I'm inspired by him, but I do what mm. I do. But you may hear like influence of Joji in it because I am inspired by mm. him, you know, it's like it's kind of a given. Yeah, and I think that's something that's super interesting. So uh Damien, like do you have any advices, mm-hmm. you know, before we end, like do you have any advices for people out there who wanted to start making music or yeah. Do you have any advices for them? Okay. Um, so whether it's producing or rapping or singing or music videos, like anything in the music area, like what you do, you get your inspiration, whether it's like Cole Bennett for music videos, Tyler from like actual mm-hmm. music, like even like older boom bap music, like for lyrics, complex flows, like, you take those right and you study them and you you just i guess i wouldn't say copy it but you see why they did certain things or you see why they used certain sounds or certain mm-hmm. words and you learn from that and you use the idea but you don't mm-hmm. copy it um be true to yourself if you're sitting at your studio or whatever your laptop and you're like okay like how can i sound like this person Mm -hmm. 
then you need to stop and reassess yourself. You need to play around with things. Mostly for me, learning how to produce music is all trial and error. YouTube videos never helped me. They do now sometimes, but it's all just you like pick out this effect. You see what it does. You tweak it. You like figure out how to use it. You figure out um, like what works for you because everybody's different. Everyone uses different software and they do different things with it. Um, so it's all trial and error. Don't give up because your first song isn't going to blow up unless, you know, the Illuminati's involved and you're going to go to the island. Um, but don't give up because it took me months to get my first big promotion on a song. And that song is still going now after two years, surprisingly. So that's a big thing, and I'm highly grateful for that. Um, don't let anyone tell you that you can't do it because you can do it. They just are pissed off that you're doing something with your life and they're not. So fuck them. Um, and if you need any advice, like otherwise specific advice, whether it's for music or like life problems, like hit me up on Instagram at official low under official underscore lo-fi boy. Like message me on um, my Snapchat. Um, that's on my Spotify bio. It's in my instagram bio like add me on snapchat talk to me like if something's up like i'll give you unbiased opinions i'll help you through things i will teach you to the best of my ability because i'm not good at teaching especially with music because everyone's different everyone learns differently but like if you need any music advice or you need an opinion on like a song like send it to me because i always respond to people unless you're like like really annoying or you send me a song out of nowhere and you're like hey like repost this song it's like well what am i getting out of it i'm not really getting anything out of it like if you need help with anything just message me i'm not i'm not going to ignore you those are really good advice like you heard it people like go talk to them if you need ever need anything slide into this dm snapchat um he's always available guy so <laughs> yeah exactly 25 i never <laughs> sleep awesome so uh do you have any shout outs or messages to anyone out there oh definitely um shouts out tyler the creator for being sexy he's never gonna see this but if he does you're sexy um i'm 18 so you're good um <laughs> hmm. shouts out my girlfriend sleeping right now she's mm. freaking cute hmm. shouts out mass man Corey. that's my guy from the uk he's pretty good at um making music he's all right it's kind of trash fucking hate him no nah, that's my bitch though i love him um shout out alex um cloud mac he is really good we have music coming soon as soon as i find the time to write and record because i'm bad at doing that mm -hmm. um shouts out my fans because they're really what keeps me going they get the bills paid and they they get um you know I don't know how to say it. Um, they just keep me going. They're the reason I'm still doing this. And shouts out Spotify for that playlist um, placement that I just got because Christmas would have sucked without it. <laughs> awesome. Damien, thank you so much for your time, man. Really appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah. Shouts out you ah. for doing this because yeah. I, I rarely have ever done 
um, podcasts or interviews with people. I have one on Sunday in person, so that's going to be different Ooh. for me. But yeah, like you have a pretty good following on Instagram. I'm hoping people see this and, you know, take something from it. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of all the people listening will get value from this. Like this, there's so many things you can learn from this. I learned so many things. I write it down. I wrote it down. So thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, like so many. Definitely, definitely. I'm always, I'm always trying to spit some gospel yeah, for like, you. I, like literally, like I learned so many new insights, and I'm just so thankful for you, man. Yeah, I try. Thank you, though. Yeah, and I, w- I would also like to thank everyone who have already listened to the podcast. Um, thank you so much. Yeah, y'all are Yeah, cute. thank you for your support. Um, thank you for listening. Don't forget <laughs> to share this to all your friends, your family, your mom, your dad, your girlfriend, your boyfriend. Um, um, Bro, yeah. Share it everywhere. Thank you so much. Uh, I hope you guys uh, and girls all um, get value from this conversation. Uh, don't forget to share to everyone. Don't forget yeah. to relay and spread kindness and positivity <laughs> and love everywhere you go. Uh, I'll see you in the next podcast. Definitely. Thank you so much, man. I'll see you all. Bye-bye. Bye. Just